0: Hi, it's Wire. It is Thursday, January 5th, 2023. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. DeWirecrime.blog, a free site. Let's talk about the bombshell news that came out today. Simply put, the police may now have a smoking gun. But first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now in talking about the quadruple stabbings that took place in Iowa, Moscow, Iowa, on a college campus, just understand that according to NBC News, and I will post the link in the comment section of this YouTube video, court documents show that the police now have the following a knife sheath. The protecting the protective housing of a knife blade that was found next to victim Madison Mogan and which has the suspect's DNA on the sheath's button snap. Right, they don't have the knife but they have the protective sheath cover for the blade. And the suspect's DNA is on the button snap of that sheaf. Right, understand too, the DNA is from a single source, meaning no other DNA is on the knife sheath. Right? That would make it difficult for the suspect to claim that somebody else used his knife. Right? Let's continue. The police, incredibly to me, since this was hidden from the press for a long time, also have a witness. One of the housemates who survived, right? Who we heard earlier, slept through the homicides. Apparently, that information was inaccurate because this housemate actually saw a figure wearing black with a face mask that covered the wearer's mouth and nose walk toward them on his way out of the back sliding glass door of the house at about four in the morning. Now, while the housemate did not get a full view of the figure's face, the housemate should be able to tell us his approximate height and build. Since police have a suspect in custody, I'm assuming that the figure the housemate saw had a height and build in line with the suspect's height and build. Right? This is major news. It's clear that the housemate did not understand the significance of this stranger being in their house. Right? The housemate may have thought this was a friend of a friend type deal. Right? Just understand, it's 4 a.m., someone actually saw a stranger leaving the house out the back sliding glass door. Apparently, the figure is consistent with the suspect. Now, while one could argue, and I expect if this goes to trial, The defense might try this argument that the DNA could have been planted by someone trying to frame the suspect in custody. Or that the figure the housemate saw leaving was not the suspect. There are problems with this defense. Understand I believe these problems are so severe I'm now expecting a plea. Just consider. The suspect's cell phone records are curious. His cell phone is on until 2:47 a.m. that night. 2:47 a.m. I believe this is an oversight by the suspect. The cell phone's on until 2:47 a.m. Then the cell phone goes dark until 4.48 a.m. In other words, the suspect isn't sleeping with the cell phone noting his location in Washington State. No, far from it. The cell phone goes dark right when we think the murders took place. And then, according to the Washington Post, today's edition, the cell phone comes back on somewhere south of Moscow, Idaho. Right, folks? It's incredible. This cell phone going dark right when the murders take place and then coming on about 45 minutes after the murders take place, south of the city in which the murders take place, suggests to me that the suspect's on the move, right? I think it's too much of a coincidence that your phone is on for practically the whole day except for the two hour period of time when the murders took place, right? He would have been better off turning his phone off the whole day, right? Think about it too. Doesn't this seem planned? The phone goes off at 2.47 a.m. Then comes back on two hours later. Excuse me, two hours and one minute later. It's almost as if He has an alarm on the phone he puts it in airplane mode does the murder then the phone beeps two hours later and it takes him one minute one minute to take the phone off airplane mode and of course when he does he's not home folks he's out that night understand too By 9 a.m. the next morning, he's near the crime scene. That's bad. Now, independent of the phone records, which, by the way, also show that 12 times between June and November 13th, 12 times, his car is near the murder scene. But understand, independent, Of the cell phone records is the suspect's car, the Elantra, which was seen in the area, right? So that's bad because that augments the cell phone records, right? The cell phone goes dark, but yet we know where his car was. That's troublesome. Understand, too, that what this means is that the suspect could try to argue, hey, somebody took my knife sheaf. Right? The response will be, did they also take your phone? Did they also take your car? At a minimum, it looks like the suspect is involved. So I am expecting a plea To a life sentence without parole there does remain the possibility that someone else was involved who the suspect might offer up as part of his plea deal in other words he could be in the car with his phone with a knife with someone else Right? The defense would be the kind of defense, and I'm speculating here, if somebody else is involved. The defense could be, hey, I was with Joe. This was a prank. Joe was supposed to go in the house and scare some people, then run out, and we were going to drive off. Instead, he goes in the house and he kills some people and tries to frame me for the murder. Right, As of right now, though, The police theory of the case, at least the one they've publicly expressed, is that the suspect they have in custody acted alone. So again, I'm going to place a link to the NBC News article. I would encourage people to also look at today's Washington Post, which talks about the fact that the Suspect's phone, the night of the murders, goes silent from 2.47 a.m. until 4.48 a.m. And when it comes back on, he's not home. He's out south of Moscow, Idaho, where the killings took place. I believe this could well be a smoking gun if i were representing this defendant i would be having a serious private conversation with him about whether he wants to enter into a plea now just to give the family's finality and just to get the best deal he can get before the state spends more money on a case that quite frankly Looks very bad for the defendant. Let me also point out too that the two times he was st- he was stopped was during the FBI surveillance. They deliberately stopped his car when he was with his father, right, driving back to Pennsylvania for the holidays. So they deliberately stopped the car, um, you know, to look at his hands. They wanted to see whether he had cuts on his hands. Right? So just understand, the police have been trailing this guy for some time. Also, I notice law enforcement seems to be cleaning up how they collected the evidence. There are reports that they use genetic genealogy, which sounds like an invasion of privacy to me. Well, now we're hearing that They also got his sample out of the family's trash bin in Pennsylvania while he was there celebrating the holidays, right? So that's been established as a proper way to get someone's genetic material. The theory is that the person has abandoned the item, right? And so you take the item out of the trash. You do a DNA analysis on it, and you figure out who it matches, right? So understand law enforcement here is dotting the I's and crossing the T's, right? In addition to more experimental controversial uh, evidence collection methods like genetic genealogy, uh, where they look at the genes of family members who of course have you know consented to have them looked at through uh, these genealogy services. But they've also gone through the guy's trash. Law enforcement also is looking at the guy's car. What's interesting is how the suspect, whoever did this, we'll say rather, right? The perpetrator could stab four people to death and not leave more of a blood trail right even the housemate who sees this figure coming toward her on the figure's way out the door right didn't seem to notice blood or anything unusual one wonders too what exactly happened to the murder weapon, right? Because the person who sees a figure walking out the door, at least as of this video, didn't say they saw the perp holding a knife. Understand, the witness didn't call police. It's the next morning when they realize that someone is dead on the second floor, when they at first believe the person is passed out. Right, then they later realize the person's been stabbed to death. That's really the first time that housemates understood that a horrible crime was committed. At four in the morning, the housemate did not. They saw a stranger walking toward them going out the back sliding glass door right and just thought okay well this is college this must be you know either a student or someone's guest etc anyway that's how i see it it looks bad for the defendant let me be blunt here right the dna on the knife sheath at the murder scene that's bad The suspect doesn't seem to have an alibi where he's at home. Certainly, he has no phone records to show that he was at home. Instead, it's worse than that. Early in the morning, his phone is going silent at 2.47 a.m. 2.47 a.m., his phone goes silent. Then it magically comes back on two hours and one minute later, south of Moscow, Idaho. Doesn't that trouble you? The convenient airplane mode on the phone? And, of course, the uh, fact that his car is spotted on campus. All of that's troubling. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. If you have other news, if you have other updates, if you have exculpatory evidence that suggests that the figure the housemate saw at 4 in the morning leaving the house was not the suspect if you have information that there's evidence that shows that there's a co-conspirator or that the DNA could have been planted on the knife sheath, which seems to be conveniently left at the murder scene next to a murdered victim. Share that information with us in the comment section of this YouTube video. It'll also be posted on blog. Also, Dwyercrime.blog, um can be found on Spotify as well as on Amazon. I look forward to your comments. Thanks for stopping by.